0: Ladies and gentlemen of the e-commerce world, today we have a special treat for you. We have Carlos of Wreck-It Brands joining us today, and uh, you know he's a director over at that company, and they work specifically with big household names for consumer products. What are some of the brands they work with, Daniel?
1: They work with ClearCell, Lysol, Durex, and a lot of other household brands. I'm sure you guys have heard of. I'm not going to list them all off, but. He knows his stuff when it comes to this stuff
0: yep so so he currently works in the supply chain area but has held marketing roles in the past and you know we we talk a lot about marketing and sales for e-commerce on this show so we're excited to invite him on and see how we as small businesses can adopt some of these principles and practices that some of the mega brands use to push their products in the e-commerce space let's bring him on ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. Let's go. (laughs) How you doing today, Carlos? I'm
1: good, man. We're excited to have you on today. Nice to meet you.
2: Nice to meet you too, guys. Sorry, uh, it's my first day of vacation in a very long time, so... I'm actually relaxed. <laughs> oh, oh so I'm looking after a two-year-old savage. Uh, apart from that, life is good. So
1: oh, nice, it. dude. Well, sorry you had to do this on your vacation. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's the only way I could do it, mate. To be honest with you, it's been like this year has been like absolutely bananas, right? So you yeah,
1: know. yeah, totally. I'm sure your job's been pretty crazy with recent events and and switching uh, marketing strategies and all that kind of stuff, huh?
2: Yeah, Mike. Look, it's been a look. It's been a crazy year, right? If you think about it, we were prepared. I would say so. That's good. We had that because we've been working on this project for a long time, right? So mm-hmm. um, people are like, oh, you, oh, everybody's growing, you know, like, oh, this is just COVID. And I was like, yeah. If you look at the market share where we have access to it, it just shows you that we are performing.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's
2: because we built the structure for two years to be ready for this, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yes, everybody got a benefit from the COVID and the digital um, digital penetration acquisition. But, mate, we were, like, you know, disrupting for a while. So, but it's been crazy, mate, right? It's, like, absolutely crazy. And everybody has a master in supply now, so that's good.
0: Yeah. That's Cool, man. Well, well we recorded a, a, an intro about you and and all that you've been up to uh, aside from this, and then um, if it's cool, we'd just like to ask you a couple questions, kind of around the yeah. theme on like basically how to apply what you guys are doing over with big brands in e commerce to you know some of these smaller businesses because that's typically who we work with and that's who our audience is. So um, yeah, we we kind of did an intro. Are you cool if we just start asking you some questions?
2: Yeah, yeah, man. Feel free. Like, very. Uh, I'm a very um, informal guy, authentic, if you want to say so. I'll shoot straight with you guys. Don't worry about it. Perfect. It's, Perfect. Uh, thanks, dude.
0: So when we're comparing kind of what you do with with these bigger brands like Lysol or Durex or ClearSilla and, uh, you know, looking at the overall strategy for driving online sales, um, what what is that overall strategy for, for these household uh, items?
2: It's um, – that's a very good question, um, and I can give you a, a view. Um, what I would say also is, yes, we're a big household, no, a big we're a big company, big OTC company, a household company. But like people forget that sometimes being so big uh, cuts your speed. Mm. So I think that if you have a small organization, you actually have a lot of opportunity to. Uh, to um to be faster and you know be more aggressive but look the strategy is simple right we 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 have a thing that we call the formula which is very simple it's like basically a combination between uvs conversion um what we call pct which is an average basket size basically it's average order value mm. times return rate and everything we do is behind that mm. so it, it, depending on the, or your individual brand strategy whatever you do because this this formula, if you multiply all these parents, you give you gives you lifetime value. And the key thing in e-commerce is for you to focus on lifetime value, mm-hmm. because it's great to get a purchase online. But what you really want is to capture that consumer along his path, along his journey, right? Mm-hmm. And be relevant. So I can give you. Everybody has a strategy. I love people having strategies. For me, it's not about having strategy. Is about you understanding that this is an environment that changes daily, changes weekly. And and therefore, George obviously wants to contribute to this session. I don't know if you guys can hear him <laughs> It's background.
1: all good, dude. We got kids too, so we get it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> So just give me one second. I need to get him entertained with something because uh, uh, his iPad just died. Well, not his iPad. It's only two and a half, but... Um, <laughs>
1: Oh, that's good stuff. This
2: is great. This has been a great disruptive interview. Interview. Now look, mate, uh, conversation, not interview, sorry. No, look, dude, mate, what good. I would say is this. What I'm trying to say is this. We can go into more detail, but in the end, whatever you do, you need to have the consumer at heart. Yeah. And you got to think consumer first. The rest, you'll figure out. Mm-hmm. You need to have a purpose, and you have to give the consumer a heart. And if you do that successfully, and there's a million ways that you can do this, you just opt to keep continuously optimizing and understand that this is a space that changes daily, right mm-hmm. so you need to keep track of it daily and adapt and be agile daily. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is exactly the answer you guys were looking for, but it's more like an attitude at the strategy itself because what you as you were obsessed with trends and obsessed with data and obsessed with doing what's right for the consumer
3: mm-hmm.
2: you can build your strategies and you can change them right yeah. Does that make any sense what I said or not? Or am I just in the cloud? No, it it totally
0: does. I think it would be helpful like when you say keeping the consumer at at heart, like really focusing on the consumer. Can you give us like just a little bit more of a specific example of, you know, how you would be doing that?
2: Yes, I can. So we'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. And this is a very technical example. But like, for instance, um, you mean it, right? Obviously, with COVID, they exploded, right? Mm-hmm. People. We have a brand called Airborne. You're probably familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, with COVID, they exploded, right? Yeah. Because people are making sure that they're finding what they need, or at least trying to be protected, or supplement some deficiencies, whatever they they're looking for, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You need to understand who your shopper is. Who, who is buying? What are they buying? Are you providing them what they actually want? And you need to understand where the gaps are. With these this, with Hispanics and Afro Americans, we under trade. Mm. And and we need to understand why we under trade, right? Is it a value proposition? Is it we're not giving them because they're looking for vitamin C.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Then it's to understand where why, right? Where are these audience? How will you target them, right? If if you work in an immunity space and your goal is to try to provide a solution to your consumers. And everyone is out of stock besides you. And you know that you're not reaching out to all the audiences you should in the U.S. or the consumers you should. It's your responsibility to try to get them. And and it's your responsibility Mm -hmm. to understand why you're not talking with these consumers, right? In the end of the day, what matters is that they find the product they want, if it's airborne Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, right? It doesn't really matter specifically. But it's our goal and our mission to understand how you provide a solution to consumers in the the environment where no one has inventory, right? Mm -hmm. And then understand who are these shoppers, where they are, right? Mm -hmm. What are they looking for? And how you can bring them along and keep them within the flywheel. You see what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
2: So maybe I'm not giving you exact mom- examples, but like we understood clearly during COVID that we gained share because we are giving access to other consumers mm-hmm. that we didn't before. And then it makes you think, why are we not talking to these consumers? And then you have to reformulate your, your communication strategy and how you approach them. Mm-hmm. Because you should be reaching out to consumers everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you should be basically trying to get your communication targeted to all consumers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I actually like that advice for people who are trying to, you know, get their online store up and running or building momentum, because we can get lost in like very specific details and tactics and strategies. But like you said, you know, you start with a formula to really understand how to grow your business. And, you know, at the end of the day, figure out what your lifetime value is. And then from there, as far as getting it in front of your customers, you just have to understand where they're at and what they need regardless of if it's your product and then serve them where they're at do you guys so you know with a brand like Lysol or something like that um, they're obviously selling on several through several channels and even several online channels do you guys so now that we have kind of that bigger picture do you guys nuance the way you approach those different um, online channels or is it pretty much Everything you're doing is repeatable through different channels.
2: So you're you're asking questions like, do we address different channels in different ways? Yes. In the end, okay. Yes, of course we do, right? Because it's tied back to 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 customer strategy and right. We're trying to in your partnership with a customer, right? So
3: mm-hmm.
2: one of the things I was trying to go, just to reiterate what we were talking before. If you think about Jeff Bezos, or if you think about Sam Mars, uh, Sam Mars, oh my God, that's a colleague of mine, I just think about Sam so much, uh, <laughs> Sam Walton, they wanted to make sure consumers had the product in their hands at the the, the best quality possible, at the best price.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because in the end, in the retail business, right? And this also translates to online, and online is way more rootless on that if you think about it. It's all about giving people the best they can you can give with the best offering. hmm And you're talking about completely different cats, right? In different worlds, right? E-commerce, online, Sam, Walmart, in Sam's and so on, in retail. But in the end, when I say consumer at heart, it's like you need to understand your consumer, what they want, what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And if you do that and you know that, then you you can know how to talk to them. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And if you know how to talk to them, then you're going to keep people satisfied and they're going to keep coming back. Digital is no different from that. If I think about this, principles from an e-commerce standpoint are the same for Amazon, from what we call Bricks and Clicks, which is the digital platforms of our brick-and-mortar partners, like Walmart.com, Target.com, wagons.com <clears throat> But going back, if we think about this, there's things that are common, right? And if you think all this brick-and-mortar environment has been developing, now you see Walmart with WMG or you see Target with Brondell. These guys are creating their own media groups now walgreens just announced they're going to have their own uh, media group right recently if you think about this like there's things that are the same and these guys are trying to become profitable too and communicate within their platforms right mm-hmm. but you need to basically understand what's your purpose within each account and what you're trying to achieve in each account right um so your models operandies will will change. And also, different platforms have different solutions and different capabilities, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to adapt to that too. So, yes, if I have a strategy for Amazon, there's – there will be a strategy for Amazon. If I have a strategy for Walmart, it's a strategy specific to Walmart if I have a target. Because there's different principles behind it. But there's things which are the same. They The, the media performance marketing um, the way of driving trying driving value should be something across the board, especially within the mass.com environment, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so there's parallels. The formula is the same. Mm-hmm. The one that I was talking I was talking to you before. The way he operates according to different platforms, that's what's different, right? Yeah. Again, I don't know, very holistic answer, but I don't know if 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 this answers exactly what you're asking me. But to summarize, it's all about the consumer there's principles that you learn. You have learned e-commerce you can apply in every different platform. But in the end, you got to think how, not only the consumer, but where they're shopping and what they're looking for when they're shopping in these environments, right? So the strategy will always be different. Yeah, But uh, they also change. If you think about the impact of COVID, you saw a transfer into a lot of different channels. Like you saw a digital acceleration, you saw grocery exploding, Mm -hmm. right? And they were looking for different things. They were looking for further convenience. They were looking for they were concerned about, you know, health and safety and so on, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a landscape that changes permanently. Then they will go back to different something else in the future, or someone else will come, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people before people, you know, third-party sellers were like, "What is it?" If you think about ten years down the road, now the vast majority of sales in within the Amazon environment comes from third-party sellers, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So everything is challenging. Everything is changing. It's all about how quickly and how well you can serve the customer in the end.
1: Yeah. That's good, Carlos. And I like how you're teaching people how to think, you know, that's I think what's really important. I do want to kind of get in the weeds really quick and just see your opinion on this. Uh do you think big brands underutilize uh paid advertising on social media? Or do you find like uh paid search is better for bigger brands?
2: I think like underutilize I think we're in the period of transformation. And I think a lot of big brands are still like trying to to adapt, right? Because for many years, it was all about above the line, inter-activation, you know what I'm saying? And I think search is something that you need to obsess, obsess with mm-hmm. because church, search is what's going to make you win, right? Yeah. I think a lot of big brands, some of them were very prepared for what happened. A lot of them are waking up now do I think there's opportunity to further develop the social aspect, the social media aspect of of of, of e-commerce? For sure. And, and if you think about the US versus globally, right? We talk how the US is so developed, and it is, don't get me wrong. But like you go to China and live commerce has been a thing for years or social commerce has been a thing for years. Chat is a thing that has been going on for years. And we're now catching up. So the question is very... But if people, if big brands are utilizing paid search, I think it depends where they are. But I think what you're going to see is like these platforms are going to be coming bigger in the way we did media Mm -hmm. before is is being revolutionized as a big revolution on it. And I think you're going to see more dollars from big and smaller brands into like where, where, again, where consumers are.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And if it's social media, it's social media. If it's, you know, if it's TikTok or Instagram or whatever it is, right? Or if it's Facebook, if it's Walmart.com or Target.com or, you know, Kroger.com, right? So I think search becomes more important. Pay than organic. Organic is is more important, value or more important than than pay, to be honest, right? Mm
0: -hmm. But I
2: think, yes, you're going to keep seeing brands moving to that way. Yeah,
0: yeah. So basically you said... um you know, you're putting a lot of marketing where people are, where, where the attention is and you kind of follow the consumer. But I guess when I'm looking, when I'm guess my question is when you have a, the overall marketing budget for a brand, do you pretty aggressively just always shift it towards where you think the most consumers are? Or do you always, or do you try to keep a certain balance, um, of different types of media?
2: this is where the strategy piece comes. It depends what you want to do. Mm-hmm. do. You want to drive awareness. Do you want to grow penetration? Do you want to drive basket size? Mm-hmm. You know, so you have, we want to get more consumers. You get, you want to get consumers that you already have to trade up well, you know, trade then trade up, trade across. You want them to extend to other platforms. So it depends a lot on what you're trying to achieve. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, you need to invest where people are, but you need to understand where exactly you, you, you want to do. Look, If if I don't want to talk necessarily about a record specifically, specifically, specifically a record brand, but like you need to understand what people are waiting for, right? If they're browsing, right, it's not like it's not a game of impressions. People think it's a game of impressions. If you want to build a brand or drive awareness, it might be. It depends what you want to do. But for me, it's more about quality UVs. Is driving UVs where people are looking for them. So driving it depends what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're a small brand, maybe you do want to drive awareness. But for me, it's more about I want to serve you an impression if you're waiting to see something like that. I want to try to disrupt you, probably, if I want to try to do the conversion, but like I don't know. You know, imagine this. Imagine you are in bodybuilding.com and you're trying to buy, you know, whites or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I serve you an ad on airborne. Maybe actually will work, but like and maybe I say I save you an ad of Pampers. Mm -hmm. you know you're not gonna be like okay like i don't need to buy pampers i'm not in that shopper mission i'm trying to buy weights right Mm -hmm. so it's about where you serve and to which you serve the the impressions it depends what strategy you have behind it so you need to be wise about your budget Mm -hmm. i would say right yeah because you know we don't live in a limited dollar amount especially if you're a small organization you got to be smart where what's the tactic what are you trying to do and if you're reaching consumers, are you reaching consumers in the right time, in the right moment of the ecosystem? You see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Because it's all about ecosystems, how you create ecosystems and you connect platforms, people, you know, CX, customer experience, right? Media. Okay. where Did that answer your question?
0: Yeah, it totally did. Thank
1: you. One of our questions is, what is some of the biggest issues you see with driving sales online and how can those issues be fixed?
2: Look, I, I'm a big believer that you need to keep reinventing yourself in life, right? Yeah. You need to be, stay core to what you believe upon, but you need to reinvent and, and follow and change, right? And adapt, I would say. Mm-hmm. And we live in a very fast-paced world that changes a lot, right? So there's a lot of things that I look into, and I'm thinking, why are these guys not doing this? I'm trying to understand. There's a lot of capabilities that are still not unlocked in the, within the overall online space right Mm
3: -hmm.
2: because they require investment because you know they're not proven and in my mind it's all about trialing and learning and i'm a big believer in that especially in an environment with massive change constant constant permanent change like like digital right yeah well i was i'm always thinking about what's the next what's next and what are the people doing that we are not um that our customers ourselves right um, there's a lot of issues
4: mm-hmm.
2: because of that right uh, I think there's also a lot of players in the market they've been tr- making a really big effort to step change their businesses and this is like like if you think about it like you can think in a small scale from a guy that just creates a business and then suddenly has a multi-million dollar business right you can also think about like a Walmart that has to reinvent themselves in, in, in four years they've done this right mm-hmm. very successfully I would say mm-hmm. right Yeah. But there's always issues. There's always things that like, why can I not do this? Why can I not do that? Mm -hmm. You know, and then sometimes you need to be aware of, in the end, it's all about tech and operations, right? Mm -hmm. E-commerce is all about tech and operations. And if you don't have those fundamentals that, I think if you ask me what are the issues, I don't think we are as developed as we should be Mm -hmm. within the tech and operation environment. I think we're catching up really fast.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. But, the basics are still not there, right? Well, yeah,
0: about. I guess the, the real question is it, CPG. It's just a grow. It's, it's becoming more and more competitive each yeah. day, it, it seems. And so I oh, guess, sorry. I guess the question is how do you keep a competitive advantage?
2: I think you have to be very dynamic, mm-hmm. right? So the, like, we're going back, like operations, so we're talking about consumer at heart operations is key. If you understand how you can be fast or, you know, if, if you can understand how you can reach those consumers, right? Mm-hmm. And you can understand what's the trend and what people are looking for, what they're going to be looking for. If you think about, like, what we do, it's all about predicting the future. Mm-hmm. You make bets about what it's going to be, what, what's going to be trending or what's going to be happening, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that like if you are an entrepreneur, you have a small firm, you have you're way more agile, you don't have red type. There's you know, there's a lot of things you don't have to worry about. So you can move very, very fast. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to move fast and you quickly understand what people want and what you need to to, to satisfy people and talk to them, you actually have a big advantage versus big CPGs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because you can have an idea. And if you know the know-how, or you can figure out or you can figure out the know-how or you go or you improve, improve your customer experience as you go, but mm-hmm. if you, you can be way faster. And it's all about agility in the end. So there's a lot of benefits of being a small. There's a lot of look at look at goalie. Mm-hmm. It's a huge business with one item. <laughs> it tastes amazing, you know, and everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about it in a very genuine way. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: One item. And when they started, they were probably very small, as you can imagine, right? And then they got to L and then they got big because they got a lot of wear on this. But, like, they had an idea. They were ahead of everyone else Mm -hmm. because everybody likes apple cider vinegar, but no one was doing gummies. They created a delicious solution. And then they would explode it. So it's all about the pace, having, in, in, in understanding the trend, and being agile agile enough to make it happen.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And again, it changes daily. So look, this is very broad also, right? But like, mm-hmm. it's very simple in the end. If mm-hmm. you are someone that is an entrepreneur at heart, and you want to make something happen, and you obsess about it, because all the entrepreneurs do, they obsess about it, about something, right? And you keep at it. And you can go Instagram, but you keep doing it, and you keep like that that very fast pace. There's loads of opportunities. Look at today, like like five years, like ten years ago, we had all these brands, right, and big brands already new. Now we have a zillion brands. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. brands that hit me on Instagram every day that I've never heard about. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> totally. And I'm buying.
2: I'm buying them. Yep.
0: Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you guys are too, for sure. Right? Like yeah, we're we buying are. stuff that we don't even knew. and they weren't even there six months ago and now in this digital era new digital era like you have so much option right yeah that's the beauty of it you can pick whatever you want Mm -hmm. but you also can also create businesses even covid there's loads of businesses that rise from nothing in the space of like two three months but the people behind it they got it they understood where they were going they wanted to do they had an idea and they kept at it and they kept improving as they go and sometimes it's not perfect but
0: yeah
1: that's good stuff so I 2020 was a crazy year you know it really accelerated the growth of e-commerce industry as a whole where do you see it, that going do you see it tapering off anytime soon or do you just see uh, that's kind of where the future is so it's going to keep accelerating at that rate
2: um, I, I, I think this is not this is not going to stop right like in the end of the day what people want is convenience mm-hmm What's more convenient from you than sitting at your house with your child? I can be talking to you guys right now and place an Instacart order and have food delivered to me in like an hour. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm doing this from the comfort of my home, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think there's people that try e-commerce for the first time and they, you know, taper off. But like, I think this is a revolution, guys, right? Like people, it's convenience and it's access and it's improving, The experience is improving yeah so yeah this is not going to stop this is going to keep going guys like and and people think e-commerce is a channel it's not a channel Mm -hmm. it's way bigger than that it's a look guys i don't know if you know this but like in china money is a big thing right money right like printed money dollars right you know or or yens or whatever right Mm -hmm. if you go to china tonight no one is using cash we wechat and alipay mm. you're going buy noodles in the street right and, and also i think what's coming is the the, the fourth big revolution which is the ai revolution and this is going to step change the world
4: mm-hmm.
2: and, and and so yeah this is a, this trend is going to keep going man like there's a book i don't know if you guys uh big reader, avid readers or not i was not it's something that i've been um, getting it's called AI superpowers. I don't know if you heard about it.
1: I haven't. No. And he
2: talks about the, the AI revolution in China. Like it's a, it's very eye opening. It's like it's it's the future. Yeah. If you want to know where we're going to be in five years from an e-commerce standpoint, look at China. You have your answer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm right. going to have to pick that one up and yeah, read that it that for sure. I was going to have you expand on it, but it sounds like a pretty, <laughs> pretty big topic.
2: I, I just, think, just think you should like, look, just read it, Mike. Just mm. read it. Like yeah. i it, it, give you an example, like money, which is something at core of the, 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 the culture, gone. Mm-hmm. People yeah. would reward envelopes with money in the new year and so on. like, that's gone. It's, it's all digital. Right. Mm-hmm. And then obviously this they these 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 big companies Alibaba tent and so on they're collecting your data
3: mm-hmm.
2: and they're trying to predict you know where you're going and they, they're tracking they're, they're basically understanding every single moment in your life and they're you know this is the thing about AI right like it's like they can predict better they predict behaviors
4: mm-hmm. and with
2: predicting behaviors they can provide you Access to things that you you want, mm-hmm. so it becomes also. There's a lot of t- uh, discussion about this, but in the end of the day, if something is providing what you want, instead of just random stuff like you in bodybuilding.com and get a pampers, that, right? Mm-hmm. In the end, it's good, right? And it's convenient for you too.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. A lot of people like to focus on the scary aspect of it too, of where AI is going. <laughs> but- but I see a
2: lot of benefits. No one likes to change, it. man. Yeah, no exactly. Likes change, right? That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. If, if look, when I when I started working, I started working for Colgate in Portugal, and I was managing a thing called um, CBP, which is Colgate Business Planning, which is a CRM, mm-hmm. and it's a CRM that at the time was you know changing their business. Um, and in my first day in the job, there's this very guy with my boss, this guy called Ricardo Cunha, and he told me. There's a sentence from Jack Welch which is "Change before you have to." Mm. Yeah, that's good. People don't like yeah. People don't like change management. Like people don't like change man. It's uncertain, you know. Like ah, it, it goes it gets you out of your comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a guy that embraces change.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: because it's evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people are scared of AI, but think about this. Think about AI. Imagine that now oh cuz it's going to kill jobs yeah but also will allow you to develop different expertises and will also give you back time in the future
3: mm-hmm. for yeah. you
2: to focus on what you really want like sports painting reading
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: so don't be afraid humans will be around you know like it's not going to take over this is not like a <laughs> science you know scientists
1: a sci-fi film like we'll be around totally right and that's such a good message for these small business owners that we're reaching out to is as an entrepreneur you have to be open to change and uh willing to embrace it and be ahead of it and even change before you have to i love what you said there carlos
0: yeah and just the frequency at which you have to change it's like you said it's daily so (laughs) you better just get used to it if you're gonna it's gonna be in this space yeah
2: look it's 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 crazy right like things like i remember when i started in e because i was convinced to go to e-commerce right like mm-hmm. i was like i had a big desk and a big you know big brand mm-hmm. big retailer right <laughs> and and i was like someone told me like you gotta go to e-commerce man and they were like yeah i was like <laughs> no way i'm gonna mean you know this is peanuts i manage this big business and someone basically gave me perspective and, 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 and I look into it and like, and I was a busy guy because I'm a guy that like, like I work hard. I, I Look, I enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I, I, I am a people person and I've been working with amazing people. So not only I like what I do, but I work with fantastic people. So, you know, it's even more enjoyable. Right. And he allows me to, 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 to be on a, a people development path. If you want to go that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, sorry, I keep just keep losing track here. I forget where you're okay, you are okay? going to personally. No, it's because he starts pulling my leg. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm talking to you guys, like, and he's like pushing my leg. <laughs> 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 Uh, but look, great guy to e-commerce, right? Oh, someone it, it, told my, you
1: to go into the e-commerce world. Yeah,
2: and, and and I ended up in e-commerce. It was it was one of my mentors, a brilliant. I called Ryan Channel. If you guys have a chance to talk with him one day, I would advise because he's a brilliant individual. Um, and I was a busy guy, I man. I was working hard, a lot of hours and stuff, and like because because I was running because I I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I had known. And we are a very fast pace, and, and my company is known to be a very fast pace organization. If I had known at the time how 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 much change mm. happens in the space where I work in, my I would like laugh in your face, like Nah, you're crazy! Like
4: it's just crazy, <laughs> yeah. man. It
2: changes like weekly, like daily, right? Mm. And we look at daily trends. To be honest with you.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I I, I obsess with it a little bit because I I get fascinating how fast and and how much change there is. And it's exciting, guys, right? Like, it's not the same thing every day. Oh, I'm going to go to work, do (laughs) an Excel sheet. You know, it's more, oh, on my display. It's more (laughs) about, like, wow, we can do this. Wow. Well, these guys are doing this. Like,
3: Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. What? Walmart's gonna buy TikTok? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> There's drone delivering my food. Like it, it, you see what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. um it's so I find this super inspiring, right? Because like, uh-huh. as I told you guys, I embrace change and, and, and it, so it's really interesting. So if you're someone that has a small business and in and, and, and you want to make it something in, in if you have a small business, you're obviously super committed to it. And you're super inspired by it, right? Mm-hmm. And, you, and, you you know, you run with your heart on your sleeve, to be honest, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But might, like, just embrace it. Just go after digital because it's the way, right? Look, I'm not saying people are not going to... If you think about it, the best definition I've heard about e-commerce is... It was Doug, like my that said this, which is the seamless. It's about creating seamless, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And seamless is like, doesn't matter if I'm in the store, if I'm online, If I want to go and pick it up, if it's delivered to my house, what matters is that I can get what I want without noticing the difference. Mm -hmm. It's a natural flow because it's about convenience and I can pick. And if you think about it like that way, going back to some of the points we discussed earlier, it's very important that whatever you do, you make the experience seamless. And why? Because you're trying to satisfy a consumer. Mm-hmm. And why that's important because if you get the consumer satisfied, you you create loyalty
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? And that's the gift that gives on that keeps on giving. You just need to make sure you're relevant. and for that, you need to keep up because you know it changes daily,
0: right? Mm-hmm. yeah, man. Well, Carlos, thanks so much for for jumping on today. Uh, we're gonna wrap up there's that's a lot of information. <laughs> I mean, it's good stuff and and like you said, you know, there's a lot of things that are, constantly changing that you need to be on yep. top of. But then there's a couple things, you know, we talked about at the beginning that doesn't change. And even, you know, humans are going to be around. It's always going to be about LTV. And there. so it's, it's getting uh, solid in the principles and adaptable in the things that we have to like constantly be changing on. So thanks so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, man, we'll catch you next time.